We've all seen the incredible horse and rider combinations as the backbone of our sport. But what about everything else that makes the equestrian world tick? From the everyday grind to the world-class professional, join the Equestrian Podcast as we talk about every equestrian discipline in a way that hasn't been done before. Now here's your host, rider, trainer, and influencer behind my equestrian style, Bethany Lee. Hello, and welcome back to the Equestrian Podcast. Happy New Year. We took a little break. I hope you enjoyed the holiday season and are ready for 2021. I know I am. This is episode 114. Our guest today is a rider within the American Quarter Horse Association. She is a mom, she is a business guru, and she is here to talk to us today about her newest endeavor, which is Groom Tote, which she started in the middle of a pandemic out of an idea of her love for horses and wanting to provide a curated box of goodies for both horse and rider across all disciplines. So here to get real with us and talk about the highs and lows of starting a business within the equestrian industry is our guest today, Gretchen Adcock. So I want to get into everything because you juggle so many things and do so many things. How did you first get into the horse world? You know, it's really funny. I kind of laugh out loud because my parents always said that I would grow out of it. So So um, as a young girl, I was always the horse crazy girl having my briar horses involved in 4-H. And I remember distinctively my parents, uh, we grew up on property and my dad always said, yes, you can have a horse. And my mom said, no, they, you need more than one and all these different things. And Long story short, I just leased horses all through high school. I went off to college, did the sorority thing. And when I turned 30, I'll be 38 actually on the 30th of this month, I turned to my husband and said, honey, I'm getting a horse again. And he goes, okay. So I, (laughs) believe it or not, wrangled a BLM Mustang. And isn't that crazy? And started with that and then revamped and went into the cutting world, did that for a short period of time. And then I have um, a nine-year-old daughter, Emma. And when she was four, she wanted to show. So somebody introduced us to the um, AQHA all-around Western Pleasure Circuit. And we have been involved with that heavily for about the past five years. Wow. That is so cool. What has that kind of been like, or what, what's your, like your involvement in the AQHA? Like how much time does that take up and how much are you showing and riding? Yeah, that's a great question. It's definitely ebbed and flowed through the past five years. We started just doing some local events here in California. My daughter started showing in the lead line and I was like, gosh, I could do that. And then I started writing pleasure and realized it's one of the hardest disciplines I've written mm-hmm. just because you have to have so much control yeah. um, in your leg. And it's just like, you're dancing with, with the horse. So we actually went through, went through that. We actually built a facility here on our property for a trainer and then started showing pretty heavily in the larger, you know, national types of, of circuits. Just came back from the NSBA this past year and looking forward to a really strong showing year. So cool. So do you have a string of horses now or what does what your herd look like now? Yeah, we have a fun herd. We actually have seven in our herd currently. So we, we bought our property in 2014 and we bought it for our little uh, cutting mare, Jewel. And she's just our all around go-to family packer. Friends come over, hop on her, jump on a trail ride. My daughter is determined to become a jumper. So okay. she is jumping for Jewel in, <laughs> in the arena. And it's quite, the, it's quite comical. She um, sets up these teeny tiny little jumps and Jewel just hops all on over. So it's, it's quite the oh, cutest so little thing cute. to see. 
Yeah. And then we have my, my largest show mare, my open level show mare in Western pleasure, Ginger. I, she is, you know, those horses that you'll never be able to replace and are one of a kind. I, she's my, my go-to, my number one that I heavily show. And then we actually are starting our dabbling our hand in breeding. So we have a couple of brood mares that we're working with. And then my daughter actually has two in her lineup as well that she shows the all around. Wow. So cool. And then what is your, what does your team look like as far as people? Do you have a trainer that you work with on a consistent basis that you show with? Do you do more on your own at home? What does that look like? We've ridden with a lot of trainers. So I think that as you know, it's so great to be able to have so many people in your arsenal that can really help you craft, craft your expertise and craft what you're good at and help really build those building blocks. Mm-hmm. So we have a really unique situation where we work with uh, Jen and Justin Wheeler in Hollister, California, and they are a very large name on, on our circuit and they have a few world titles and we work with them and have um, our baby horses in full-time training with them. And they work with me and Ginger and my daughter. So we show with them heavily and then have um, an assistant trainer here that rides for us on our property. So cool. Love that. So when you were taking a break from riding, what were you working on? What did you, what kind of degree did you get? What kind of jobs were you developing yourself? What did that moment in your life look like? Yeah. So I've always been entrepreneurial and business forward. So I wanted to, I I went to a state school out here at Chico State, which is a, a fun school that a lot of people know about here in California, and um, wanted to get into the medical field, but wanted to be able to, to connect with people. So felt that I wanted to get into pharmaceutical sales. So worked on my degree in um, human communication and persuasion, and then started in the pharmaceutical sales industry, which led me to medical device sales, and then which led me to working in the dental field. And that's been a fun run. I've learned a lot on how to run a business, how to connect with people, manage a lot of national level partnerships, and then also led me to starting my own consulting company to work with oral surgeons and periodontists on how to run a practice. So cool. And like how it was with me, I ended up you know, taking a little break from riding during college and then having a completely non-horse related degree and job after school. And then of course, found my way back to horses yes. again. How do you feel like your degree and your ex- work experience out of the horse world has benefited you as a rider and now working within the industry? Oh my gosh. I think what I've learned is completely irreplaceable outside of the horse world. The the horse world is an amazing community, but the business community that I've been able to work in has really allowed me to learn patience, to learn that uh, things aren't always on your timeline. So you have to constantly reinvent yourself and, and you have to, you have to listen to be successful and you have to have that determination and drive that's unstoppable. I had this manager one time that one of these, one of the things that she told me is something that I've always lived by. She said, Gretchen, always be the obvious choice for the next position that you want. And I think that rings so true. Even, even as we're in writing, right, right. Obviously be the obvious choice for the next title that you want or, and so the, the, what I took from that is work as hard as you need to work and, and go above and beyond to achieve and meet those dreams. Yeah. That's so cool. And yeah, it's so true because it's really easy to get in several areas of the industry to get of the equestrian world to get discouraged or to Mm -hmm. feel like you're not good enough. Yeah. I think that that's super good advice to put yourself along the trajectory of the the goals that you have and making yourself 
obvious choice. That's, that's super good advice. Thank you. I, you know, it's funny. And I think you would say the same. I really feel like this is all an individual journey, right? Um, Hmm. We can't always compare ourselves to somebody else as easy as it is, but I always, you know, walk out of that pen and I I used to, and I'm, I'm sure you can relate sometimes would get discouraged because I, I wouldn't place where I wanted to, or I would place where I wanted to, but my ride wasn't where it it would be, where I thought it should be. Hmm. And, and I realized from that, even I remember one time I, I won a champion title with my gelding Rocco and I was so excited, but I was also bummed because I knew I could have done better. And I realized in that moment that this is a complete journey for where I'm at and where my goals are. And that I'm always competing with myself. And once I took that pressure off of having to really feel like competing with other people, but just knew it was where I was at in my path, it really took a, a weight off of my shoulders. I showed at one of my biggest shows at the the NSBA in Oklahoma this year. And it was, you know, one of our largest shows that we have on on the quarter horse and, and pleasure circuit. And I was so surprised that I was not terrified on pins and needles in Mm. that huge arena. And I think it was because I finally realized that, you know what, whatever happens, this is my journey and where I need to go. It doesn't matter what anybody else is doing in the pen. It's amazing how having that mindset just and taking the pressure off, it makes you perform so much better. Yeah. I think that that's a really good mindset to have where it's like, you know, I'm just going to do my best and baby steps and find little Mm -hmm. wins here and there. And if if there weren't, if there weren't obvious wins, then those are learning moments to make it be a better win in the future. Absolutely. And you know, I think for, for me that goes to business too. And that's how I really started to approach groom tote and why I founded, founded this company and where, where it's evolved in such a short time. And I, as you know, I approached you, gosh, a few months ago and telling me about this great idea that we had with groom to, to make these subscription boxes that were, you know, luxury must-haves for the everyday equestrian. And as we've started to listen to our customers and realize and, and evolve with their needs, it's really brought that mindset that I've had with showing and with other jobs that I've had in life to bring that to this company. I wanted to say a huge thank you to our sponsor today, O3 Animal Health. They have a signature product called Equine Omega Complete. It is a specifically formulated brand of mechanically expelled, not chemically extracted, organic soybean oil, human-grade deep water wild-caught fish oil, and 1,200 IUs of all natural vitamin E per daily dose. This product is no chemical processing, has no hydrogenated fats, and is comprised of all human-grade ingredients with a very balanced ratio of omega-3s to omega-6s. It's used by some of the top horse breeders, trainers, owners, vets, and it really provides a complete balance of beneficial fatty acids to provide the perfect fat for proper cell function. The O3 Omega products do so much more than just simply add weight if needed or produce a shiny hair coat. The O3 Animal Health products support healthy cell function in the horse. They cleanse the cell membrane. Every cell in the horse's body is surrounded by fat. So their products provide the healthiest fat possible so that nutrients and waste get in and get out of the cells. This helps the cells of the horse function at an optimum level. This is why the O3 Animal Health products can help support healthy joints, better gut health, respiratory health, skin health, allergies, and more. 
O3 Animal Health truly helps support the horse from the cellular level up. So make sure you visit their website at O3AnimalHealth.com or give them a call at 855-366-8822. That's 855-366-8822. Thank you so much, O3 Animal Health. All right, let's get back to our episode. Let's talk about Groom Tote. How did cool. you get the idea? Like, how did it, how did it come to you? Yeah. So really funny. I'm always, I think as you, as you know, I'm always a thinker and always crafting in my mind something that's, that's going on. So yeah. I have always gotten, I've been a huge fan of subscription boxes and would love when they come to my door. And for the past few years, I've always been like, why isn't there one that comes for the horse and the rider? And, you know, just did it wasn't the right time or the right place to, to make the company. And Long story short, my husband was at work and COVID had just started and I realized, you know what, there's got to be something for for women. I wanted to create a company for women that would feel empowered and have a place in the equestrian world that could could give back. And I called my husband and he's a firefighter, so when he goes to work, he leaves for two or three days at a time. Hmm. And I said, "Adam, I'm starting a company." And he goes, "Wait, what?" So literally <laughs> while he was gone, I I created Groom Tote and hired a whole team, got a website together, got our business license and started this whole journey. Wow. What went on in that planning phase for you? Oh, so many things. So, so many things. You know, I think, I think we're all great planners and have great dreams. Mm-hmm. Uh, and my advice to anybody would be to take that risk and, and, and take that plunge and jump into it. Because what's the worst thing that's going to happen? You're yeah. going to fail. And, but if we haven't tried it, we've already failed, I guess, in my mind is how I look at it. Yeah. So, so many things. So planning from I can't, when I think about things, I start on, on the back end, like the global picture and uh-huh. work my way backwards. So I envision what I want it to look like. And then I take steps back to figure out how to get there. Mm-hmm. So a lot of it went into, you know, with my business degree and my experience, I have a great knack for marketing and sales. So that piece was completely, you know, figured out and made a, made a marketing plan on what that would look like. Researched other companies to figure out how they were successful and realized there was a huge piece with, with influencer marketing and, and influencer campaigns. So then researching like who those top people are in the industries. And as you know, with horses, everything's unique. There's so yeah. many different disciplines and so many different people that are involved that wanting to figure out how to reach most people and give them a product that they, they trust and that they want. Totally. Yeah, exactly. As this is the first episode of the new year, what are some goals that you have? And I know um, Groom Toad, like what you were saying, is evolving and you've been listening to your your customers and your clients to figure out exactly what people want. What can we expect going forward for Groom Toad for 2021? Yeah, great question. Thanks for asking. I want to say I'm so excited for 2021. I feel like what, you know, that comment that you mentioned earlier, those little baby steps, Groom Tote was just taking its baby steps, yeah. uh, the latter part of 2020. And now we are going full-fledged, completely revamping and changing because we've listened. So what we've realized is that our clients and our customers don't just want us, don't want a subscription box. They want something that they can build their own to select the 
trusted products and brands that they currently use at the best prices, be able to try something new that's practical, it's pretty, and it's proven. Uh, And then also have an option for gifting. So we're going to have some pre-curated boxes that you can go to our website and select, you know, for a friend for their birthday or for a trainer or or for yourself. There's a really fun box that we're calling Unwind and it has the cutest coffee mug in there that says, sorry, I have to feed my unicorn. And I love that. (laughs) That is awesome. Yeah. And you know, we're working with some really amazing brands and companies across all disciplines, some huge names in the industry that are really excited about what we're doing. And, you know, and we're creating boxes and creating products that we know that are going to meet the needs of every equestrian that's out there on all ages. Mm -hmm. Totally. What are some benefits and some challenging points that you face having a brand that is across all disciplines. Cause there's definitely like, I can think of, you know, really cool that you're available to so many disciplines. Like that's amazing. And so cool. I can also see how that can be challenging because they vary so much. So what have you found working with all disciplines? Yeah. So one of the things, and I think that's why Groom Tote had to evolve was my vision when I started this was I wanted it to be something that every barn could relate to. Mm-hmm. But as you know, every barn is completely different. Totally. So to create a product like that is not a cookie cutter one-stop shop. So the benefit of being relatable to, to everyone is you're reaching the massives and you're really able to help them in, you know, in exciting moments. So I want Groom Tote to be something that people are excited to get for themselves and also give. So that that's a benefit in being able to reach every brand is we're able to really be there, be there during those exciting times. A, a challenge is having to be innovative and flexible and be able to think um, in everybody's different shoes. Like something that may work for me for the Western circuit, is it going to work for you? Right. And being able to, to research and understand those brands. And one of the things that I, I made a mistake in doing was I started to look at things that I thought would be cool for myself or if I was doing that, you know, show jumping or mm. dressage. Mm-hmm. But I have no experience doing that. That's not my expertise. So Mm. it was a benefit for me to find people like yourselves that are experts in those disciplines to really understand what are those go-to pieces that and brands that you reach for. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what's going to make us the most successful. Totally. And I think just uh, totally like how you were saying with your riding, just be having that flexibility and giving yourself some grace. Mm-hmm. I feel like you do that so well with your businesses because um, it would like if you just were so kind of like bullheaded, like, no, it's going to go this way. We're going to make it work. I mean, and not really listening to your group of people, especially with something as broad. I mean, obviously the equestrian industry is a niche market in and of itself. So, but kind of across all the different disciplines and avenues and and levels. And there's so much diversity within this little niche, but the fact that you've been able to really listen to people and pivot, I think is like what you were saying this year is going to be so monumental for you because just the fact that you are listening and adjusting, I think is going to be huge. 
Thank you. I, the other thing I wanted to definitely note, cause I, I don't know about you, but I feel like our, our horse community is a tight knit community since it is so niche in, and it's so small yet so big. We yeah. all tend to have that common thread where we want to support each other, um, regardless of, of what discipline or where we're at in our, our horse journey. And one of the things that I think is really powerful with groom tote is I have a mission to give back to the community and I have a mission to make sure that each purchase and each customer that's that's shopping on our site knows that a portion of the proceeds are going to do good. And that's really important to me. And I think that one of the things that Groom Tote does well is finding people that have foundations that are are currently set up. Like we're working currently with the Amberly Snyder Foundation and being able to give back to the community of people that have disabilities. And that's mm. a, a barrel racer that, you know, is had, had an amazing career, but was in a horrible accident and is in a wheelchair. And we're able to support her and her journey. And then working um, with other companies and other foundations to really give back to them and get some you know, profits back in their hands so that it can do good. Wow. That's so cool. What would you say is an area of the industry that you are really passionate about that you feel like the rest of the equestrian community either doesn't really talk about or doesn't know that much about? Gosh, that's a good question. I had to think on that one. I think, and I wouldn't say that they don't really, you know, you know, I think the showing community sometimes doesn't always put the horse before the sport. And I think sometimes it's hard to find that tribe of people that are willing to help you create an unbreakable partnership with your animal. Hmm. I'm sure you've worked with a lot of clients that have worked with a lot of trainers or a lot of people that put that, that win before the animal. Hmm. And I think it's something that we really don't, at least on our side, we always don't talk about. We talk a lot about the win. We talk a lot about the journey to get there, but sometimes we don't talk about the animal that is giving us everything to get to that step. Yeah. Uh, so, so I really think it's important. And that's, again, why I founded Groom Tote was I felt that we needed to have something that came to your door that was both for you and your best partner mm-hmm. and things that were great. And I, I, at least on our side, I don't know about you guys. Do, do you feel the same way? Yeah, definitely. I definitely think there, I think everyone is it always, you know, in need of the reminder that kind of the, the root of why we started riding and that's, you know, right. the love for the horse and the love for the partnership and the love for the competition and the sport. And whether you're, you know, more competitive or less competitive or more about the partnership or really into right. the competitive side, everyone starts because they are just completely in awe of the horse. And so 100%. I think finding ways to get back to that are so important because yeah, I think it's especially when money's involved and livelihoods and jobs, mm-hmm. you know, there, there can be a lot of pressures that yeah. make people all blink one day and not recognize their business or their, you know, their, their way of doing things. So I think if we can have more conversations about the, just like the beauty and the partnership of the horse and the reasons why we started in the first place, I think that's always such a good reminder. And it seems like it's across every discipline that 
that that reminder is needed because there's there's definitely people who do it so well and really mm-hmm. um, do put the horse's needs and the horse's health and well being at the forefront. Right. I think I think everyone to some degree can lose sight of that for sure. Well, and I, I agree, and I think the beauty of it all is you can have it both. You can have some amazing world mm-hmm. titles and amazing wins and still have that great partnership. And you're exactly right we all do this and we all start because we have that love for the animal. And I think sometimes it's just a refreshing reminder when you go to, you know, tack up and you go to swing your leg over just to be like, okay, this is why I'm doing it for the fun of it. You know? Yep. Exactly. Totally. Well, Gretchen, thank you so much for taking the time to come on the podcast. I'm so excited for you and for this year and I wish you all the best. Thank you so much, Bethany. I really appreciate it. You have a great day. All right. That is all I have for you today. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you liked what you heard, please take a minute and write a review on iTunes. I would so appreciate it. It helps people like you find the podcast and it helps me get some killer guests. Thank you so much. And I will talk to you next week.